Yo, what up, everybody? It's Danny Neff with the Gardening for Gains podcast, and welcome back to another episode. Uh, today is Monday, August 19th. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a beautiful day again. Um, we're set to be up in the 90s again today, so going to be another hot one, and that's why I'm glad we got a lot of projects done this weekend. Um, one of those, pretty much the biggest project that I've been talking about all season long, I executed on it early in the season, but didn't do it um, didn't set it up correctly in order to, um, you know, perform to the level that I was really looking for. And that project was our irrigation system, uh, drip irrigation system in the garden. So the way I set it up is I had, um, just regular drip to or drip tubing. Um, so like a lot of times you'll see that in like, you know, regular like tree farms or nurseries, that sort of thing. Um, you know, even in like landscaping or, you know, property maintenance, that sort of stuff as well. But, uh, but I took a little bit of a different approach to how I, like how I went about setting up the irrigation system. Um, because I'm growing everything in root pouches, which are just fabric pots, uh, or pots made out of fabric. And, um, so everything's in a minimum of like, I think a five or a seven gallon pot. So the, irrigation system I have set up is I have, I think right now I have five different lines of drip tape running down the different lines, uh, within the garden. And then you use this tool that punches a hole into the, uh, irrigation tubing. And in that little hole is where you can put an emitter. So for this, um, the one that I chose, it was, is a product that we carry at AM Leonard. Um, and I think it comes with like a three foot long, tubing off of it so um, it has a little barb you plug that into the hole then it has this little spaghetti tubing that comes off and then there's an emitter at the end of that um, with a stake that you can put into the pot and then it has an adjustable dripper head so it can either be a drip um, all the way up to a you know kind of like a mini sprinkler uh, if you have enough power and if you've got it set up to where you haven't um you know, you have enough pressure going through the system. And that, that's why I reset it from what I did earlier in the year, because earlier I tried to hook everything together. So I had, you know, over 250 connections off of one line. And then that one line, you know, snaked throughout the garden. And overall, it was just a mess. It was hard to walk through. And so I had to go through, just completely redo everything, um, kind of give a little bit better feng shui to the garden and also have give us some room for like walking paths and that sort of thing. When I originally set it up, I think I just put the irrigation tubing like on the ground. So, you know, the way we're doing our garden, it's square foot gardening. So we're utilizing every single space that we can. So when we did that, then it was like even, even harder to walk in the, in the path because instead of having like, you know, a one foot wide path, then you have, uh, two lines of drip of the irrigation running down the, down that path. And then all this spaghetti tubing coming off of that. So as you can imagine, it was impossible to walk through. Um, so this time around what we did is, uh, I pounded some wooden stakes into the ground, uh, had some, I don't know where I got these, but it had some pecs, uh, connecting basically like, um, pecs tubing is like a, a plastic, plumbing tubing um you know a lot of you'll see it in like your house uh if you're in the basement you look up you see like red and blue tubing 
and it's plasticky. That is PEX tubing. Um, so it's about the same diameter as the uh, as the drip tape. So I had like these little clips that you either screw into the ceiling or you know uh, joist floor joists or whatever. So I just you know screwed that in. Um, it has, it's like a you know half circle clip. Then I clipped the irrigation tubing into that. Uh, tie it down with some ADC rubber bands, which is usually used for staking plants, but um, you know we're just going to use it to tie up the irrigation. So so the irrigation is anywhere from it's about three feet, three to two to three feet off the ground, depending on what area of the garden you're in. Um, but it's perfect. You know we set it up last night or got it running last night. Uh, just to plants were suffering. It was ninety degrees all day yesterday. Um, so it was nice to actually get a, a very targeted, uh, irrigation pattern. You know, it took a little, it took some tweaks, like as we were going through, I had to, or as I was doing it, you know, there was a couple holes I forgot to plug, um, a couple thing, a couple times where I, you know, double poked a hole. So I had to like splice the line back together, but you know, luckily there's only a few minor mistakes. Most of them could just be plugged up, um, and then from there, really, the, the biggest reason why I wanted to get that set up on this system and not like what I had before is because this system does have a lot more pressure. So the pots are going to get watered quicker. Um, I've got it on different zones. So I've got different plants. Like I have peppers in one area. So if I want to feed them differently than what I feed the tomatoes, I'm able to do that. So so that's a huge deal. Um and then the next question is how, how am I actually putting fertilizer in the line? So that was another thing that I added. Um, I've had it since the beginning of the year, finally got it installed was the, uh, Chapin hydro feed system. Basically what this is is a little one gallon tank. Um, and you hook it up to your, you know, your hose line, your irrigation line, wh you know, wherever you want to put it, uh, a, make sure you have a backflow preventer. So you're not getting fertilizer in your water lines in your house. Um, so we did that. And then basically this thing, you just, it's a little one gallon tank. It hooks up to the hose and, um, you put whatever fertilizer you want in the tank. It'll have an intake, uh, where it'll be running water into that tank <clears throat> and then it'll pull it out at a rate of, you know, I think the default rate was one to two ounces per gallon. So, you know, that's perfect for most fertilizers. And, you know, it worked right off the bat. I was really surprised. I, I was kind of thinking it wasn't going to work as well as it did, but, uh, but pleasantly surprised. So, you know, you'll, once you turn the water on, um, the intake water that goes into, you know, from the hose into the tank is clear, regular water. And then there's another like outflow valve where it's like a clear tube and it goes back up into the hose. And that's what's getting taken out of the tank and out to the garden. So after a couple seconds of letting the water run, you can start to see that uh, that clear water going out to the garden, actually changing from clear to like a brown or a light brown as it gets mixed in. And, uh, you know, I'd have to say it worked out pretty well. Obviously, the garden still smelled a little fishy. Um, that's what happens when you're running fish fertilizer through it. But I thought maybe the drip irrigation might help slow, uh, you know, minimize some of the smell, which which it did to a certain extent. But I also like when I first had it up and running, um, had a couple unplugged holes, so it was shooting it all over the garden. It was like, you know, when you see like where they're uh, 
emptying hydrants and that kind of stuff. That's exactly what it looked like. Uh, but it was just like fish fertilizer water. So it was pretty raunchy, but I think it'll probably get better as time goes on. Um, and we've got a ton of microbes in our soil. So, you know, I'm not really too worried. I think it'll be pretty quick once it gets into the, into the soil, you know, as far as the smell dispersing and, um, and, you know, it was crazy just because you could see instantly that the plants were, you know, much more, you know, much happier, much more uh, like their thirst was quenched. And it was like I told Kyla, I'm like, I don't know if I've ever seen happy plants like this in my garden because, you know, a lot of times I'm doing just like overhead watering with uh, like with a watering wand. So that kind of stresses the plants out, too, just because you've got that. Um, overabundance of flow uh, just going all over it plus the pH of the water when you're doing that is either neutral or slightly alkaline just because we've got city water so once you mix in that fish fertilizer the fish is probably at like a two and a half to three pH or, or probably more like three to four pH so by the time it mixes into the water you know it's probably in that five to six pH range which is perfect that's the area where your plants are actually going to be um, readily uptaking those nutrients, especially things like peppers, um, tomatoes, berries that like it a little bit more acidic. Um, but more than you know, more important than anything is just those are the pHs where the nutrients are available to the plants, where they're able to absorb it. So, um, so I think we're going to see the garden just absolutely flourish for the rest of the year. Um, and I'm just, you know, super pumped that I finally followed through and got that all done. I've been talking about it forever, so I figured I had to do a full-out episode on it. Um, just kind of talk about those benefits. And, you know, the nice thing about it is, too, I can run so many different things through that line. So, fertilizers, uh, microbial solutions, um, you know, there's probably even some, like, treatments that I could run through the lines. I'm, I'm trying to think. I mean, we've had such a good, you know, knock on wood, had such a good garden um, or such a good year for pests that, you know, I don't think there's really much we'd have to run through the lines as far as like pest control, but, um, but you know, there's just, there's just so many opportunities now and, you know, it's going to really allow us to, um, you know, when I come home for lunch, take the hose in the garden, put it on each of the, each of the lines and, you know, I can just feed it water or I can throw some fertilizer in there, you know, and probably nine times, probably every other time, I'll end up fertilizing it just because that'll keep everything growing. Um, and, and you need to give that, give the plants a constant feed. So they've got a little bit of like granular fertilizer, some slow release in there, uh, in the pots and in the soil already. But what we actually need is we need that, we need that constant feed because it'll continue to, um, give readily uptake nutrients. So a lot of times with the controlled release, a, it's going to require, uh, moisture precipitation you know rain or something to activate it it requires some biological processes to break it down and you know and, and and overall it just it requires no matter what it always requires some sort of irrigation so this way we're just going to be providing the fertilizer with our irrigation and it just makes it so so easy um so i'm pretty pumped about that i think that's something that will be a, a huge asset to us moving forward and, you know, my next step is we've got a bunch of pots in the garden that, um, you know, have been used before, have old roots in them. Um, so my next thing is I've got this product that is um, supposed to break down old root material, 
you know, it's basically just an enzyme and will uh, help break that down, make it available nutrition in, in the, uh, in the soil, you know, kind of, I think it might help maybe reduce some disease, some pathogens, that sort of stuff too. But, um, but so I want to test that out, see how well it works. So I'll probably run that through a couple lines that have, uh, that don't have a bunch of pots in them right now or don't have plants in them, but used to have plants in them. They just have the root system. So we'll run that through, get those guys set up. And then, um, and then our next step is really just continuing to monitor, um, all the plants we've got growing. We're going to be planting some seeds for some fall crops of salads. Um, we're going to have cucumbers, lettuce, probably got to throw some radishes in there somewhere. Green beans will get started again. Um, turnips, I really want to start potatoes, but I don't think we'll have enough time. And, you know, other than that, we'll probably just finish strong with uh, some herbs and, um, you know, really just like root vegetables, stuff like that. So we'll keep keep things, uh, keep you updated. We'll keep things going. But uh, I just wanted to do a quick, quick podcast this morning on the irrigation system. You know, f- I'm super proud of that and uh, happy that I can finally say that we are done for the most part. Um, there might be one other section actually, now that I say this, there might, there's probably one more section I need to, uh, I need to get hooked up, but again, that's a section that's, you know, going to need some remediation as far as getting the roots out of the pots and that sort of stuff. We're still waiting on some seeds, um, to transplant out, uh, as far as for our fall gardening. So, you know, things are going pretty strong. We've got microgreens up here in the plant lab that I'm looking at that are doing amazing. I've been really, you know, really uh, careful about these guys, making sure some of the mistakes I've made in the past are, you know, I've, I've either left the lids on for too long, like on the trays, there's like the humidity, those clear humidity domes. Normally I would start the seeds off like that. Um, it's an easy way to get them to germinate. You do need that humidity to get a little bit more growth and that sort of stuff. But, but I didn't do it because I, every time I do that, I ended up with mold issues. So I'm like, I'm not going to mess with that. Um, I've kept the plant or kept the mats lightly watered because I'm not growing on soil. I'm actually growing on a hemp, uh, hemp felt mat. So it's just like a hemp fiber basically. And so last night I actually did put on the humidity domes and you can see there's a lot more germination from the ones that were lagging a little bit. So, um, so that's good to see. I'm going to take the humidity domes off before I leave for work, make sure we've got enough moisture to get us through the day up to lunch. And then, um, that's kind of the cycle I'm, I'm having to go through on these guys. It's just double check, triple check, you know, check them at least a couple times a day and make sure they're good to go. Um, I really want to get microgreens to people. So I'm, uh, you know, glad that we're getting closer. So, you know, I'm just going to keep some of this stuff in mind as we continue to go forward. And really this is going to be the easiest way for us to keep salads and, um, you know, exotic greens going throughout the rest of the season and hopefully even through the winter time. So, um, so really that's kind of my goals for right now. Some of the stuff we've got going on and, you know, some of our next plans are just to keep things growing. We're going to go hard on the microgreens. Uh, it looks like we kind of figured out a, a little system here. We've got a, our irrigation system rocking and rolling outside. And um, yeah, from here, it's just, you know, refine and perfect, refine and perfect. So 
I hope you have a great day today, a great Monday to start your week. And uh, thanks for listening in. And as always, I appreciate it.